Well, hello there. We hope you're doing well today. Thank you for joining us. This is Pastors of the Roundtable here for another discussion. Uh, This week, Pastors of the Roundtable, as you know, is the discipleship podcast of Monroe Missionary Baptist Church and is brought to you by Together in Christ, the teaching ministry of MMBC in Monroe, Michigan. Uh, Together, we encourage thoughtful discussion about the Christian faith and connect you to the people and the ministries of MMBC. Around the table, our usual cast of characters, Scott Slater, Matt Bates, Tim Michelangeli, and I'm Spencer Snow, the discipleship pastor here at the uh, church. Well, today, this week, we wish to begin a new series. Um, We finished up our Progressive Christianity series, and now we want to start a series walking through uh, denominations, uh, an introduction to Christian denominations. This is based off of a uh, Pastor Scott, his Progressive Christianity uh, walking through is based off of something that you did with the youth um, here at the church. And this is also based off of material that uh, an adult Sunday school class is currently walking through um, here at MNBC. And so this is about walking through people, about introducing what Christian denominations are, um, what different types of Christians believe, what they believe, where did they come from, kind of giving just a little bit of a, a brief introduction helping people become acquainted um, with what different denominations and traditions believe. And we do this because um, it is helpful to know, but also to help make us better Christians and church members as well um, in our own context as we um, understand what denominations are and why they are important and why our church uh, believes what we believe about certain key important uh, issues. So as we as we begin an introduction here, as we think about denominations today, um, there's a tons of denominations in the United States of America, thousands I would probably think, um, many many, uh, maybe not that many, maybe it's not because we're a melting pot. That's right, we're a melting pot that we love to divide, yeah. and um, so um, as we as we live here in. Um, in uh, Monroe County specifically, one of the things you can look at uh, material online and pull this up. We live in, uh, if you look at a map of, of Monroe County, you'll notice that we we live in, a, in an area that is the largest religious group would be Roman Catholic, uh, followed after that by evangelical Christians. How, that's, a, that's a big category, um, but that's that's how... That's kind of the the two ba- major groupings of of types of Christians they would uh, group here. So living in a uh, in a county that is predominantly Roman Catholic, and if you look at a map, you can see that Michigan is overwhelmingly uh, Roman Catholic. And so we also want to know how what you know how do we interact with Christians and people from different backgrounds? How do we uh, relate to them? And um, and we are we have to do that here in Monroe County, even here in our in. Um, this little county between Detroit and and Ohio. So first of all, guys, let's let's define denominations. Um, if someone was to come up to you and someone from our church was to come up to you and ask you, what is a denomination? What is it? Um, what would you say? Can I, phone a, can I phone a friend? <laughs> I'm going to call my friend Pastor Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> nope, you can't do that. Nope, nope. I'm coming up to you, Scott, right now and looking at you as my pastor and saying, Pastor Scott, what is a denomination? (laughs) 
So it's kind of like money. <laughs> well, you know, like money, you know, like a denomination of money. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I mean, I would just say that it's a, a group of like-minded churches or people. I mean, it's kind of hard to say. Each denomination is a little different, but I would just describe it as a group of churches that have come together because they're like-minded on certain issues. Yeah, they right. hold they hold to some statement of faith or something together that they agree to. Right. Mm-hmm. There's something that binds them together that doesn't bind them together with other churches. Mm-hmm. Right. There's something different. Something so for some, quality. it's theological things. For some, it's polity, church structure right. things. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there's right, different, different right, things. Right. Um, it's interesting. The term denomination, actually, um, if you can look at an old den- a dictionary, it means to name or to give a name to. That's for the verb. So if you wanted to denominate something, you were giving a name to something. <laughs> you were. Well, Scott's laughing. What would you it like? Sound, that sounds wrong. I mean, imagine, yeah, imagine you're at a hospital. Your wife has just had a baby. I'm going to and you denom- say, what would you like to denominate your child as? <laughs> uh, well, maybe that, you know what? Maybe our world would be a better place if that word was used. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, every form I ever fill out now, I'm going to mark out, out name and write up denomination. <laughs> My denomination is. Hey, that's what it is. Uh, denomination, uh, an old dictionary in 1755, Samuel Johnson says, it's a name given to a thing which commonly marks some principal quality of it. And so he uses this example um, from a guy, John Rogers, saying, all men are sinners. The most righteous among us must confess ourselves to come under that denomination. So all of us have to... Um, Acknowledge the fact that we're sinners. That's the quality. That's the special feature, the unique aspect that unites all of us. And so when we're talking about a Christian denomination, we're talking about a a group of Christian churches that are united together by some unique and special uh, bond, whether that be theological or um, oftentimes it's also theological is also just intertwined with your, um, the way you think church life should be structured. Those are kind of in it put together and so it brings them uh, practicality practicality yeah okay. For, sad to say a lot of denominations might now be just brought together by um political or social movements sure. uh, as well um and so yeah it's it's uh it's interesting one one uh, glossary of theology that i have says a denomination is a group of churches organized under a larger entity the denomination on the basis of shared beliefs or practices so we are brought together by shared beliefs or um, practices. Now, there's a lot of examples of uh, Christian denominations. Um, you know, there's Baptist denominations, there's Lutheran denominations, there's Reformed denominations, there's on and on and on, uh, Methodist denominations. Um, but what is it specifically that makes a group of churches a Christian denomination? So what, like, what do you have to at least believe in order to be accounted a Christian church, and then your denomination to be regarded as Christian? Well, I think you could talk about like the Apostles' Creed, right? Agreeing to that. Which do you want to quote that, Spencer? Real quick. I know I'm okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think there's some basic things though, like Trinity. Um, virgin birth, sin, sin. Yeah, the problem with man, the solution for man. Those basic things, right? 
Right. So you can't just have any group of people saying that we're a Christian denomination. Just because you say that doesn't make it a fact. You have to believe a set, a small number. You have to have a certain number of essentials in order for a church to even be regarded broadly on the map of Christianity. Yeah. Right. I think, I think we would argue that, though, some, some, which maybe you're getting to, denominations yeah, right. will say they're Christian when we would argue, no, you're not. Right. Right. <laughs> So, like, what are some of those denominations, and why are they not? So, like, Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness. Uh, Jehovah's Witness are really good at disguising themselves as Christian. Right. And you think you're reading a pamphlet yeah, that seems Christian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, no, like, Jehovah's Witness. House, uninvited. And why, for instance, <laughs> so, why Jehovah's Witnesses? Why would we not regard them? So, like, them? Jehovah's Witnesses uh, deny the deity of Christ. Right. He's they, a creation. He might be the first creation right. or the best creation, but he's created. Right. They also deny the doctrine of hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they, they don't believe in the description of hell that we would, I guess, agree with as, as bleak as it is of eternal conscious torment. They wouldn't agree with that. Yeah, but I don't know if that would be a tenet that would label someone as Christian anymore if you believe in hell, honestly. I, I mean, we I just went through the progressive Christianity yeah. thing, and that was... <clears throat> Christians would deny that. That's one of the reasons I would say they are not Christians. Yeah, <laughs> progressive Christianity is not Christian. I would agree. Yeah, right. I would agree. I mean, so yeah. So with Jehovah's Witnesses, we have a denial of the Trinity, <laughs> troubles with the afterlife, eternal punishment, mm-hmm. um, work-based salvation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got a lot of things that start to really go go wrong there. Mm-hmm. Um, similarly, with Mormonism, a denial of. The Trinity. You mm-hmm. cannot be a Christian if you don't believe that there's one God yeah. who has eternally existed in three persons. Um, that that that's part and parcel. Um, additionally, um, you know, like the Unitarian Universalist Association. Those are guys that are, I guess, Jesus basically came down to tell everybody, "You're all okay." Or you know, we're all okay. Yep. Um, the United Pentecostal Church International. Um, that's actually a oneness Pentecostal. Oneness Pentecostals mm. deny the Trinity as we would confess it and as historic Christians um, uh, have always have always confessed. So this might be hard, one of the ones that might be the uh, one of the closer ones that people would think, well, these people obviously are Christians, but they're actually not a Christian denomination. There are Pentecostals who are mm. that do believe in the Trinity, but this specific denomination um, denies it. Uh, the Church of Christ Scientist would be another one. They've got a really nice building downtown. <laughs> they do, yeah. That's really cool looking. I like the architecture on it. But they're not a Christian denomination. No. My understanding is, and it's kind of, it's kind of an outlandish um, religious group because they deny that like sickness is real, hmm. sin is real, or something, which is kind of weird because their founder died. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to I mean, it's just kind of weird. Ironic. Yeah. And like, you can, you can go online and, um, I mean, this is the kind of stuff I do. I, I typed in there, they've got the mother church in Boston of the church of Christ scientists. And it's a beautifully architecture. Yeah. I, I love that title. That's like, I'm uh, part of the mother church. That's what it's called. The mother, the mother church. <laughs> <laughs> it's like apple cider vinegar with the mother. Yeah. <laughs> Hello there. Um, no, so we, we're at the, uh, there, so you can listen to a live service from the mother church or not a live service, a recorded service. And like they, like, I think one of the things they do in the Lord's prayer, they address, um, God as their father, mother. Mm-hmm. And 
they had this one this one lady sang a special song like as a, as a special and it was describing about how you know it was really kind of gnostic like we're not um basically flesh we're i don't know it was really weird just really weird stuff um yeah kind of different and also the church of scientology obviously not a christian denomination um so, so can i ask a question yeah what like some of these things that we're referencing to say that this this group this denomination is not actually a christian denomination right so like you know would we include in that a church that believes that salvation is by works would we still say that that is a Christian denomination? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, <clears throat> I think, obviously, you and I, we would say they have a false gospel. If they're explicitly, you know, and sometimes they're going to say it more or less explicitly about that kind of stuff, right? Um, so, for instance, the Roman Catholic Church, let's just be straight up. From our perspective, the gospel they teach, if you follow what is on the books, is a false gospel. The system is a false system. Now, of course, there are real Christians in the in the Catholic Church. Sure. The Roman Catholic Church also, we have to at least say on paper, is orthodox in its understanding of the Trinity. We, we have trouble with stuff like they say about Mary, but when it comes to the Trinity, when it comes to Christ's deity, we would say, yes, we're good with that. So I guess it kind of depends on how wide you want to... Um, you know, it's kind of like, because you got you got these kinds of things where um, uh, it's kind of hard at times. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean, like, what I was, I, yeah. yeah, you you went exactly where I was trying to go with the Roman Catholic Church because the question is, if the church teaches officially what we would consider to be a false gospel, why would we continue to consider that a Christian church? Sure. Yeah, no. I just don't know. Yeah. I'm not saying that I think they shouldn't be. I'm just right. curious. Why would uh, I guess, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm not arguing for something that. No, I you're good. Don't think, but like these other ones that we're saying, they are definitely not Christians yeah. because they don't believe the Trinity. Right. Right. Well, can we still say the same thing for a church that believes the Trinity but not the gospel? Yeah, I think probably. I think there is a difference where, like these churches, for instance, right off the bat, they're denying even the existence. Like we don't even agree on the the terminology to describe who the God is that we're even talking about right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like mother, father, right. Mother. Yeah. Ma- father, mother yeah. or whatever. At least we've got Trinity. We're at least talking at least in the language conceptually, we're describing the same being. Now we're talking about how he saves us and what he's done. Um, so I do think there is a, a step up at least that we can have in dialogue with Roman Catholics and Eastern Orthodox mm-hmm. Christians that we couldn't even have with the Mormons uh, for instance, and also, um, at least at some level, like Roman uh, Roman Catholics and every one of these denominations that we would be considering, um, will at least have some understanding of sin, um, and some understanding of of you know justice of some level. Now, again, like we say, it's going to be pretty vague with some of these uh, denominations. Maybe are a lot less clear than we would like, but I think there is. Um, I guess if you're going to put Christianity in its broadest sense possible, um, these denominations don't even fit on that map, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but then like, we'll, we'll get to those points to where we'll say, yeah, other denominations do preach a false gospel. And so then we would 
definitely um, have much less in common with those than we would with Protestant denominations, which teach a true gospel, yeah. at least some Protestant denominations, I should say. Yeah. So this might be an unfair question. Yeah. But like if a, if a Christian family moves to an area where, like on your map that we saw earlier, there's that are like heavily populated by Church of the Latter Jesus Christ Church of Latter Day Saints, yeah. Mormonism, and that's pretty much the only churches that are there. But there is a Catholic church in town. Would you encourage them to go to a Catholic church and to be part of the Catholic church? <laughs> that's a good question. That's a great question. It's a great Spencer? question. <laughs> I mean, the question I mean, might be a little naughty, but <laughs> honestly, I mean, like, so would I encourage them? I don't know that I would encourage. As opposed to going nowhere. I would say there's a higher chance that someone could get saved at a Roman Catholic church than at the Mormon church uh, or that the Mormon cult building. I mean, because... Um, you could always drive three hours. You could drive, and I would encourage <laughs> them to do that. Yeah, if, here's yeah. the problem with the, those questions. I mean, sure, we're talking very broadly here. Yeah. If you're talking to us as individuals, there's some of us more than others probably would say, don't go there, don't go there, right. don't go there, right. don't go there. We right. might not come out and say that is not a Christian place, even though in our area, I've heard plenty of people say that about Catholic Church. Like they see that as a place as to witness. You need to witness to those people because they we don't believe that they. Again, all to me, all you can really judge a denomination on is their their theological commitments. What's on the books? Yeah, and when you look at Catholic Roman Catholic commitments we would say there's error here that is taking you out of the christian realm here yeah. you're, you're teaching something different than what than what scripture teaches on a on, a, on key issues mm-hmm. you know we're not talking about what we would call secondary or third issues right we're talking about key issues justification mm-hmm. how we are saved this type of thing you are really going off uh, or god's word being the true holy word adding to it we would say there's a there's a problem here in your books of what right. your books are right. saying. Right. And so if you're judging it based off of that, then I would say I would probably tell them, no, don't go there. It'd probably be one of the rare occasions I'd try to find. I'd say, you should watch this person on YouTube. <laughs> you should you watch this live stream. Move I'm to a different town. Yeah, move to <laughs> Yes, you're a exactly. church planner. <laughs> Congratulations. Here's a lot of funding from me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though, I mean... Yeah, no, you're a church planner at that time. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. But you have a high. But I, mean, I think we would all agree you have a higher chance yeah. of meeting a yeah. true Christian yeah. in a Roman Catholic church than you would in going yeah, to your LDS church. I agree. Church. I mean, I recognize right. it's, it's an unfair question. It's right. like extreme hypothetical. I don't know why you asked I, it. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. Be a jerk. I, no, <laughs> no. It's an extreme hypothetical, and I know that. But That's I a just good think hypothetical. it gets to, to the issue. Hyperbolic. It gets yeah. to the point of like, yeah. would there ever be a situation where I would actually encourage a person to go to this church? Right. You know. Right. And I think you answered it well. Well, thanks. Good job, kinda, Spencer. Kind of muddle it. Okay. Um, so, uh, Christian denominations. <laughs> Let me ask this question: Are they are they valuable? Is there a value to denominations? What would you say are the values? What are the potential weaknesses that you could see? But what are the strengths to having a uh, denomination? I think they're valuable. Uh because you should know what you're walking into then with a denomination on both ends, right? So somebody sure. walks into our our doors, you're Baptist, yes. They can't come in here and say, 
something contrary or you know uh, we think baptism is this and your church should be teaching that whoa when you walked in here we right. said we're baptist right mm-hmm. you know what that means right right uh or for me as an individual maybe i know where i stand and so then it's easier for me to find a church that it's, i'm going to align with mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. baptist whatever because i know this is where they stand and so whether i'm in florida or new mexico or wherever if it says we are Baptist. Okay, I have a general understanding then of what that means, right? Um, did you ask what the weakness is? I said, what are some potential, potential. weaknesses? I mean, potential is is dividing, right? Because we talk about in Scripture about the body of Christ and we're all united together in Christ. Well, that starts to seem a little disjointed with all the different denominations, mm. right? I can't yeah. be with you, or right. uh, and so there's definitely. There's definitely that that becomes an issue. Yeah, I was going to say the only weakness that like that comes to mind immediately is just that it. I have seen the existence of so many different denominations be a hindrance to the Christian witness to the world around us. As much as I think that that is true, that it at times does that, I don't think that's a good argument to not have denominations mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the value of them, like Tim said, of being able to clearly define what we believe generally is is very valuable. Hmm. Right. One of the things I think the denominations are good at is that um, we can hold, like, for instance, as Protestants, we should hold certain things across the board with other Protestant denominations. But that's not all that the Bible teaches. And so one of the things that denominations are helpful is while we can still maintain that unity that we should have in all of those uh Protestant distinctives, you know, like Scripture alone, grace alone, Christ alone. We also have um, maybe church-based, you know, ecclesiological, so like, you know, what kind of church, yeah. what, who is a member of the church, how, how should the church be run, what are the, you know, what is baptism about, what's the Lord's Supper about, things like that, that denominations are helpful because they can help us to also emphasize the fact that while some truths are more important than others, all truth is important mm-hmm. at the same time. And so they can help us highlight how all of what God says is also important. And so that's because when you're getting to a denomination, you're not simply highlighting those things that you may be more broadly unified in like Protestant distinctives, like, you know, the Bible alone is our authority. Um, But you're also highlighting the fact that the doctrine of baptism is an important doctrine. It may not be number one, but it is still very important. And that's what denominations I think can help highlight and emphasize our our unity around those those other other um, things as well, and of course the uh, the accountability, the uh, mutual help, um, and communion that comes um, from churches um, as well on the ground is is of course a key a key factor um, um, in that. <clears throat> so, let me ask you this last question: Are denominations biblical? I mean, if you mean they're, like, prescribed, I'd say, no, I don't think they're prescribed. Like, you need to go and do John this. the Baptist? <laughs> yeah. I rest my case. Well, Jesus. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We actually have an archive book here that traces the history of Monroe Missionary Baptist Church all the way back to John the Baptist. Yeah. yeah oh, that's my awesome. Gosh. And, and through him to, to Moses, <laughs> we don't have that. I think, right? Yeah. To Moses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This church actually began in Jerusalem. <laughs> <laughs> we are the New Testament church. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, the Bible doesn't say, you know, to do this. I just think it's natural because, I mean, early on with even the early church fathers trying to discuss this, you just see differences. And again, there was a general understanding of what is it to be a Christian. And so well, that's what we already talked about. Yeah. Some. Right. But like you said, you get into these other issues that we wouldn't say determine if you're worshiping the same God or determine if you are being saved or not. You know, these other these other issues on the side become less important but still important. And so I just think it's it was it's natural. And so you have maybe where denomination be better is better communing with other denominations yep. and teaching about similarities and why we can pray for that denomination that God would help them grow and uh, bless them and we can encourage the work that they are doing while encouraging our own but still saying but these are our differences this is why we don't get together on Sundays and worship together because of this difference right whatever it might be but I could definitely walk with that person to my neighbor's house and share the gospel with that together right right we could definitely do that you know or we could definitely have a service together but this is why it's just not all the time because the way we vote is congregational. Right. The way they vote on things to get done is elder board or so, just something yeah. different. Yeah. Right. It's just right. different. Um, yeah. And I think, too, there's this aspect. I mean, like, obviously, <clears throat> as a church here, we have distinctives that there are other good people that are good Christians that we would welcome as our spiritual equals, but they probably wouldn't join our church because they they may have differences with us on some secondary issues. Um, and we want them to go to a church where their convictions are able to be fleshed out because we would rather have that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than, you know, I think there's also a little bit of this good fences make good neighbors. <laughs> and if we were all forced to be in the same church or the same denomination, who knows what kind of strife it actually would be created but, or, or secondary issues would always, you know, we couldn't ever talk about them or whatever, but actually whenever you're, pretty you know whenever you pretty much lay out what you believe you can actually respect other people who have differences because you're not actually you're both you know it's like whenever you got the good fences make good neighbors thing because you're actually able to understand the boundary lines and you just know who the other person is and then you can actually love each other maybe sometimes you know like if you're a lutheran i respect you because you're a lutheran and you believe the stuff full on Mm. and i'm a baptist and we can we can know what our differences are, but we also know the great deal that we hold in common. And so, we're, but we don't have to go around and try to fight each other in our individual congregations or denominations. So there's a sense in which actually denominations can actually help promote more brotherly love mm-hmm. rather than um, produce, you know, disunity at, yeah. at some level. I think where the rubber hits the road with that, though, is a question that we've even talked about among ourselves before of you know, if we have these fences and we know our boundaries, but we still would be able to say that you're broadly Christian, how then do we draw those clear division lines of who we are not able to partner with or to work mm-hmm. with or to participate with Right. in that sense, you know? And mm-hmm. that's that's where the denom- the issue of denominations does get a little fuzzy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and depending on—and um, every church is going to draw those lines differently based upon their, their mm-hmm. convictions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're going to have to face this at some level um, eventually. I'll close this um, with Michael Horton had this quote whenever he was actually asked. Um, I believe this is from the Core Christianity um, podcast. And he was asked, are denominations biblical? And he says this, no, 
but the church is. The denominations themselves are not the church. But here's the thing. You clearly have in the New Testament an emphasis on churches being connected to each other. I know there are different forms of church government that people believe are taught in Scripture, or some people think that there is no form of church government at all and doesn't make any difference. But clearly, there is a sense that all of the local churches are connected with each other. Churches should not be lone rangers out there, just as we individually know churches. No church is an island. Churches should be connected to each other as part of the one body of Christ. Denominations help serve that. I know that we often think of denominations as dividing the church, splitting it up into vanilla, strawberry, cherry, and so forth. Different flavors. That is true, but it's better than having no grouping of churches at all that are connected to each other. So I really think that denominations are not the ideal. What would be the ideal is that all of the particular churches spread throughout the world were, sim- were united simply under one organizational institutional banner, that of Jesus Christ. So, while maybe in this world denominations are not the ideal, they are also um, really just a fleshing out of the fact that as there's no Lone Ranger Christian, there's no Lone Ranger church, and we need each other um, on a church level and on an individual level as well. So, yeah, that should kick us off for this uh, denominational discussion. Um, Next week, we will be talking about uh, Roman Catholicism and um, what they believe how we would interact with them, and uh, where we would differ, and why it's important. So we really appreciate you listening to this. We hope that, um, if I can get this thing working. There we go. Natural. Natural. Just a natural. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. God bless.